Thank you for listening to this episode of the 365 Message Center Show. Check out our website at 365mcs.com for all the details about our show. And we're on all the socials at 365mcs. Hello, hello. Hey, well, this is this is uh, the 365 Message Center Show. Daryl is a service. That guy over there is... I'm Daniel, and this is episode 285. Yes. I've been kind of waiting for 285 because, I, I don't know, 282, 283 just doesn't sound... I don't know, 285, though. It's like a... Yes. We've, it's it, a it, milestone. It, it is a milestone. Um, I was waiting for you to say it had some kind of significance in your life, like it was the, the street number of the house that you grew up in when you were a kid, you know? Are you trying to break into my financial institutions? No, not at all. No. Oh, yeah. It's one of those skill questions. Right. <laughs> what are you doing yeah. here? I don't know. So, yeah. Hey, everybody. We're, we've got a big show. A big, big show. So we are going to get into it. But first, let's make sure you're subscribed to our channel uh, in YouTube. Give us a thumbs up. Go ahead and do that right now while you're uh, listening. That'd be great. And for those that are listening to the audio podcast, give us a rating in whatever platform you're using to listen to our podcast and and uh, maybe give us a share as well. We'd love to, to have that going on as well. Um, Daryl, you doing well? I am. I am, yeah. And I'm quite excited, one, that you're going to be a speaker at ESPC. I am indeed. I am going to the European... SharePoint and Office 365 and Azure conference. So there's going to be a lot of content. They need to update their acronym. Yeah, well, you know, uh, ESPC rolls off the the, the tongue. So, um, yes, going to be in Amsterdam. And this the conference is happening November 27th through the 30th. And um, and also we are giving away a ticket. We are. We're giving away a ticket to attend Whoa. the ESPC 23. So we're going to be giving all those details out uh, very soon. But mm-hmm. as our listeners, I wanted you to know we'll be doing that. But I want you to be aware of the conference. The conference, uh, you can find all the details at SharePointEurope.com. Um, so the conference is a world-famous conference. It's one that um, so many of people that I know have gone and attended, uh, as well as spoken at the conference, treated well. It is a top-tier conference, um, and where you can get your learn on. There will be announcements happening then. Um, I know that there are quite a few of the Microsoft um, contingent that are going to be there, as well as other experts. Uh, so that conference is going to be the conference to attend um, at the end of November. So make sure you're there. Uh, so ever, all of our friends in Europe, and I was looking at the stats, Daryl, mm. and we have quite a few listeners and watchers from Europe. So mm. all of you, I hope you will be attending. That was the, an audible wave, by the way. That's Just, right. Yeah. <laughs> audible wave. Um, so I hope you'll be attending the conference. Th- the conference will uh, be covering um, all sorts of, you know, as the name, the European SharePoint Office Research and Azure Conference uh, tells you, but it will be 
uh, Power Platform, Microsoft Teams con uh, content, Azure, AI definitely is going to be covered. Um, Microsoft Viva, SharePoint, of course, Dataverse. I mean, you name it, it's going to be there. The, the program is out already. So check that out at SharePointEurope.com and get all the details. Nice one. Yeah. So, Daniel, let's get into yes. it. Absolutely. We, uh, Let's do it. We're starting with a, a message, and, and we, we will do this a bit every now and then, uh, where there are some services that Daniel and I have access to because we have premium licenses for various things. We don't want to make it a premium show, but we do want to have a little bit of premium content just to let um, those know who are affected what's coming. And you've got a couple of messages for uh, Microsoft Syntax. I do indeed. Um, so <laughs> I just realized I don't have them shared on my screen because I don't have Syntex running. Are yes, you ready? but you know what? I do. So oh, let's, let's do it. So the first up is um, Microsoft Syntex Image Tagger, MC551018. So this one is interesting. That's an interesting Syntex. Um, let me take a step back. Right now you can tag, you could set up a, a metadata on... Uh, your library in SharePoint to say, I want tags to, on my images. And there's a set of, uh, and I think it says in here, I think it's 30 something um, tags. Let me scroll down people, 37. There are 37 kind of basic tags, one of them being object. So <laughs> they're, they're basic, but there are, you could set that up and um, it'll, you can tag images that way. Okay, so bringing that in. But what this is going to do, Syntex is going to um, look at your image and put in on your document library metadata, say, this is what this image is and what it contains. So much better than we're gonna than we have with these basic image tags. Um, so there's scenario the way you set this up, and this message is pretty darn good about walking you through this. You're going to, as an admin, set it up. Now, it is a pay-as-you-go service, uh, Syntex mm. service, so meaning every image it looks like you're going to pay for it. Now, we don't have details on what that looks like because I'm pretty sure Syntex licensing, uh, pay-as-you-go licensing, is based upon unstructured and structured data. So uh, would this be unstructured, an image, or is this going to be a new thing? I don't know. Um, I don't know how that's going to be built honest um, but admin set it up make sure you have that already pay-as-you-go billing set up and everything and then you enable this and then in the if you already have the column in your library you just simply do this toggle and there's an image in this image right here automatically tag images with detected objects yes and then once you do that it will start doing you know tagging that the other option is you can go in and go ahead and enable it if you don't have already have that you know that default uh, 37 uh, uh, tags enabled. So this way um, you could get more uh, content, more information, and then that is about your images and it shows up in search, right? So if we have those tags, we can find that information in search. Now, um, well, let's talk about when it's rolling out. I'm going to come up here, scroll back up here. Sorry for the scrolling. Targeted release rollout is expected late May. 
uh, and complete by early June. Standard is early June and it could be completed by late June. Now, um, could this get expensive? <laughs> um, maybe. Again, I'm not 100% sure on the pricing. Um, now, don't you know, don't go out and say, Daniel said this is what the licensing was. But I believe structured is like a penny per page and syntax and then unstructured is like 10 cents a page again please don't quote me in saying daniel said it was what this was and blah 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 but so is this going to be unstructured or or is this a new way a new cost anyway we don't know i uh, wish we'd had that information in here so hopefully they'll update the pay-as-you-go uh, information uh, with that but can this get expensive? Yes, this could get really expensive. If you turn this on and everybody goes and enables it for every library, you know, and starts uploading millions of documents, yes, this could get, or millions of images, yes, this could get expensive. Um, so just letting you know that um, you, you kind of need to watch out for that one, okay? Um, nice, Daryl is scrolling a, a uh, nice banner at the bottom. A penny is one cent for those not in the U.S. Yes, that's needed to be seen. Yeah, um, but see, this kind of goes along with the other syntax message we have. So let me bring that one up because this one is SharePoint syntax per user license end of sale notice MC five five one zero two three. Just as the title tells you. The per-user licenses for Syntex, out the door. Uh, no longer going to be available. So on June 30th, they're retiring in the license. Um, on July 1st, customers you, says will no longer be able to purchase the per-user license. Um, so that that is that's the message. <laughs> Basically, it's gone. So you're going to have to use pay as you go. Now, I, you know, I feel like pay as you go is a good licensing model, especially if, you know, once you get past um, maybe the onboarding phase, you know, now you've, you've got all these documents onboarded, you're only doing a few here and there. Why pay for a, a license, an expensive license for everybody when you just do pay, pay as you go? But that onboarding process, now that's going to be the kicker moving forward. Mm. Um, so it will be, if you remove, uh, it says, uh, if you remove um, the all licenses from your tenant, uh, then users will no longer be able to create, publish, or you know run those custom models. Um, if you do have current per user licenses they will remain available um, through the duration of your term and remember you do terms or annual terms when you sign up for licenses so it's not like they're going to kick you out um, just you'll have it for the rest of your term but <clears throat> once your term's over you won't be able to use it all right because you're not going to be able to uh, renew or um, purchase okay all right, those are my syntax um, messages, Daryl. Let's get together and be more reflective of our responses when we get together in teams. Oof. Well, yeah, that that's uh, one way of putting it for sure. Um, 
you use together mode, Daniel? I do sometimes. Uh, we find it useful when we're having our stand-ups and we want mm. to see people in the same order across everyone's experience. We can see, okay, it's your person, your turn to speak next. Mm. Um, together mode is going to get some usability improvements in Teams meetings. This is MC551019. Uh, and we actually see it already because uh, we have access to TAP, so now we can talk about it. Interesting in this message summary, it talks about um, showing active speaker when you are when you're talking within these together modes. Let's just go down to the uh, experience here. Being able to show the reactions over the top of the people within the together mode, um, you'll see like a little uh, hand raise too if you've you've raised your hand there. So at a glance, you're still looking at the together mode gallery, so to speak. And um, and you can see all of that information um, beside or, or just below the person as they are um, represented there, uh, reactions as well. Uh, the name of the person who's speaking, microphone activity, that sort of thing. Um, also, your own um, video will, will not be displayed um, in the gallery along the top. Uh, the gallery kind of doesn't really show here in this experience, but uh, sometimes when you turn on um, together mode, you can see yourself, but just sort of tucked away and turned off. Um, so you'll you'll uh, you'll not have that double up of of the video experience. You'll just be there in the together mode, because you do need to still see yourself in together mode, right? Um, otherwise, it wouldn't be together. It would be everyone else together, and you're not there. <laughs> um, but these are improvements, that's for sure. Um, rather than sort of glancing around and seeing, oh, who 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 dropped that um, emoticon, or or who's actually speaking, so you can actually track and see that. Uh, Daniel, um, you use uh, Together Mode at work. Do you think these will be uh, improvements for you? Uh, improvements, absolutely. Um, the, the to answer your question before, no, I don't use it very much in, in at work because of the issues that I think part of the reason why is because of the issues that this addresses um, somewhat. Okay. Right? Is yeah. the reactions? Who's talking? you know, to give you those indications. Uh, I mean, you could kind of see, but especially if your group's huge, you know, it's, mm. it's a little bit difficult. Um, I think that um, this doesn't solve one big problem that makes together mode kind of goofy. And that's the size relation. Oh, you know, yeah. Like some people, depending on how close they are to their camera, whether their head's yep. really big or really small, but um, <laughs> it does help with, it keeps people in the same order. Yeah. Right. So when you're like, right. okay, let's let's do tell everybody your favorite color, and then yep. let's go from the top left, you know, and it it, it works. Um, yep. Works yep, really exactly. well for stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, these changes, um, uh, targeted release and public preview will be rolling out uh, early May. Standard release rolling out early June. GCC high and DoD rolling out mid June. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, Daniel, it looks like I've got another message. So we're doing twosies this time. Oh, hey. we are? Yeah, we okay. are, yeah. Um, so this one is actually related to Copilot, and it's, uh, I guess, revealing some of uh, the questions we've had around, okay, well, how is Copilot going to understand our content? Um, so this is announcing semantic index for Copilot, MC552633. It is not a message saying it's going to be in your tenant shortly. Uh, we do see some of these messages occasionally where they're released in, it's for awareness, but it's not about saying the feature's coming soon necessarily. It's just saying that um, prepare and think about this and take a look at the roadmap. 
So in some ways it feels a little marketing. Now the, the detail in here talks about how um, a semantic index for Copilot um, is the, the thinking behind how um, Copilot will understand your organizational data. Um, it is going to leverage the graph and work alongside the graph, but there'll be a few other things that it will, will understand and, and use to, to um, be able to build that uh, language model for your organizational data. Um, there is uh, a public roadmap item, but I think one thing that I'll just open up quickly, uh, it is all part of the, the bigger announcements around Copilot and the early access program, which, by the way, also introduced this year's Microsoft Work Trend Index. I do recommend you take a, a good look at that and read about some of those trends somewhere down here in the article. Uh, maybe it wasn't this one. There is a good little like two-minute explainer of of what semantic index is. Um, let me just see. I think it might be here and here. <laughs> I love it. Learn uh, more on these blog posts here and here. So it might be the second here if you hear me. Um, let's go down. I'm pretty sure here we go. Here we go. Semantic index for Copilot. Um, not that one. I won't uh, play the audio, but um, remember that the Copilot little explainer where it showed how things connected and the different things and the way it, it, it um, made its way through the process for us to be able to, to see how uh, Copilot works. Uh, so I recommend uh, checking this video out because it does go through and starts to explain like if we might search for elephant, um, but there are so many other things that it can tell about elephant and... Um, more than just keywords, of course, uh, more than just exact phrases, but things that will actually pair up and give it more sense uh, based on the the um, other words around it. So a good example here, um, exact words and phrases, you might be looking for the March sales report, um, but in semantic index, uh, as it's discovered the information around it, it'll understand a phrase like sales reports that are produced by Kelly on your finance team and published by published this week so um, you know a whole lot more context that will help you get to the right result um, far quicker so that's that's worth uh, checking out now uh, as I said it's just a message saying it has been announced um, but it would be good to start looking at it to think about it to keep an eye on the roadmap uh, and as more information is released um, it would be good as an IT organization to take a look at what you can do to prepare for that there might be some information if you are planning to use Copilot about ring fencing and excluding or including certain things that Copilot can reach out and make part of their the search and semantic indexes is part of that. So yeah, no dates to release, but um, we'll go on to Daniel's message, which um, talks about OneDrive. Yes, this is and mentioned that at the the top of the show because uh, this is a big one, I think, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I'm a co-host of this show, and I say so. No, um, <laughs> I think it is big uh, for usability. OneDrive, sharing experiences, refreshed manage access. MC double five four one double five. This is, um, and I immediately thought about the classic SharePoint experience. Uh, you know where you went back and went, okay, why does this person have access to my content, or do they? You know, and, and tell me why. Well, 
this is going to give us two, I think, pretty important um, facilities and managing access. So first of all, we can when we're looking at managing access, so you know the improvements we see right off the bat now are we could see the people and the groups and the links that are giving access to this content, to this document, uh, for instance, in this screenshot, but then we can also search. Because you can imagine what if there's dozens and dozens of people who have access. Uh, I want to search and I want to find the person I'm looking for. Okay, great. Now what are you going to do? Uh, you found them and it says they can they can edit it or they can view it. Great. What, what now? Well, in the second screenshot is another improvement, which is spelling out why they have access, right? So uh, in this screenshot, it shows that the person can edit and that they have direct access. And you could change that right there, right? You could say instead of can edit, say view. But then also that um, they're sharing links, right? And, and they've used even a specific people sharing link there in the screenshot. So it details why this person has access. And I, I feel like, you know, this is kind of the, a missing point that we've, mm. um, that we've, we've noticed in our sharing experiences. Oh, great. I can see who has access and, and I could see what they can do kind of, but they're little heads and how do I search and how do I easily find all of the people and, does this person have access and how do they have access? So we're getting those updates. I'm, I'm excited about this. I hope you can, you could tell, um, Daryl, are you excited about this? I mean, is this something that you, you use and, um, that you will use these new improvements? I'll use them and I'll also try and show regular people how to use them too, because yeah. It's becoming more important for us to take responsibility of what yeah. we've searched and how we've searched, uh, how, what we've shared and how yeah. we've shared it. Yeah. Um, and going back to this, it'd be like, okay, um, this shouldn't have appeared in the search result. It shouldn't have appeared in Copilot. What can I do for this item that's in my control to make sure that it's uh, not been shared or is been shared? Well, that's an important point to bring up is you know, this is, we're, we're going into this age of a new age or something of, of needed responsibility from users on the content that they're owners of, or they have management permissions of, um, you can't hide stuff. In fact, you know, we, we've known that because of search, but even in search, sometimes, you know, it's hidden on the second or third page and, mm. you know, it's kind of hidden. Yeah. But now with, the ability to ask a computer for information. Well, if you have permission to a document that contains some information, then that computer is going to come back, that AI, right, is going to come mm -hmm. back and suggest things to you and tell you things. And so as Daryl, as you as a user, need to make sure I don't have access to the things I don't need to have access to. So it's a kind of a new dawn of, of, of us having to... Um, you know, watch and keep control of the content in a better way instead of just willy nilly sending out a, a link that, you know, for the whole entire organization, right? Anybody can access. Um, so getting off my soapbox a little bit there. Uh, targeted <laughs> release rolling out mid-May, so now-ish, uh, and expect to complete by early June. And then standard release early June, 
and then through late June. So I am terribly excited about that. Uh, I can't wait for users to start using it. I, another thing I'm excited about, and I know you are excited about it too, is an update coming to Outlook, which is uh, work hours and location. Yeah, yeah, we've we've needed. Well, we definitely need this in the the hybrid age of Are you going to be in the office or are you not going to be in the office? Where are you planning to work this week? So Outlook on the web, work hours and location MC double five three two seven three. Outlook on the web sure it'll come eventually to other outlook experiences but we're starting there um so our work work hours whether we're or rather it's they're calling it the work hours and location whl here's another acronym for you to remember or not <laughs> but um it means that uh you can signal in um in your work hours when you usually plan to be in the office now we know where we can do this right and outlook we can go in and say um, at least set our hours. I work from 8.30 to 5, and so I do that five days a week, and then Saturday and Sunday, I'm not working. So I can signal that. And in Outlook, it, it actually is used in other places too, so that when you're sending a, a meeting invite, it shows your, your office hours, and it can also be used by things like Insights to suggest that you don't send a message at a certain time. Well, this goes one step further, and it helps us with our hybrid challenge at the moment, that Daniel, you know, you and I, we might be working together in a team, and, and we've got, you know, 10 other people, and we plan to have a certain day in the office where we all do plan to be in the office and in person. So um, that's good. We get to leverage that day, uh, leverage that kind of collaboration. And so now we'll be able to signal that with an outlook. What does that look like? I think we've got an example in one of these tabs. It wasn't the, uh, yeah, so we'll go here. This is actually referring to a old blog post. I know it's um, not great, but the very start of it, um, in your week view, um, you can signal and change at the top of your day, you know, whether you're in the office or when you're in remote. Um, and setting that schedule takes you through to where you might normally signal your, your office hours. So that is... Um, let's say Monday 8 to 5, as it shows here in the GIF, I, I work in the office. Maybe on Wednesdays I spend the morning in, in the office, but in the afternoon I go home and work remotely, so I can change and split that time up. And so, yeah, circling back in this animated GIF, it means that those might be the regular days that I plan to work in the office and remotely, but I can also change them um, on my calendar for this week and plan ahead. Uh, so I think there was one other... Good little GIF here that helped us to, to see that in action. Um, when we're scheduling a meeting with people, that also will show whether this person is in the office or, or at um, working remotely. So we, you know, when we're using our scheduling assistant, we can drag that little bar around and say, we need to meet for half an hour. Oh, look, here's a spot where everyone is able to meet. Oh, so it's triggering off there in the, in the GIF again. So here's a spot where everyone can meet. Oh, it looks like Adi um, is going to be working remotely at this time, uh, and Babak is is working um, in the office. So we can slide around and try and find um, if there are more people in the office and we plan to have an in-person meeting. Now, Daniel and I, we're looking at this and thinking, this is really good, um, at least being able to signal that. But it does require some forward planning. Um, you will need to suggest or even promote to people maybe a change, change campaign of some sorts to say, hey, we've got this great new feature in Outlook. 
here's where you need to sit, to set your hours if you haven't already done so. And if you have a regular day or two where you, you do plan to work in the office or remotely, then show that. But following on from that, you also need to develop this habit of planning out your week, right? Where I'm looking at on a Monday and I'm looking ahead and I'm going, well, actually, my usual day in the office would be Tuesday, but I've got something that I need to attend to at home. So I'm going to, I'm going to change it to a Wednesday and I need to let you know, other people know who might be scheduling time with me. Uh, so I'm going to change that in my calendar and I'm going to change that occurrence uh, that week. And so I can change that right there at the, the top where you might normally set um, an all-day appointment is where you'll find that, that little icon. I think so I know it's not a, not, a, not a great view of that, but what do you think, Daniel? I, I think that's going to be – that's where the rub is going to be, I think, is yeah. I think setting the normal schedule is something you could work with and adopt in an organization pretty easily, mm -hmm. right? Um, hey, if you're going – you know, we have a – hybrid work um policy so you know pick a day or two days or three days that you work remotely blah 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 right so you set your schedule fine um but then those the off things the things where oh mm -hmm. i need a doctor's appointment i or I, and so i'm just gonna i'm gonna go to the doctor's appointment over lunch but then i'm just gonna go home i'm not gonna come back to the office so what do I do? Or on a day that I'm normally working remotely, there's a big meeting in the afternoon. And so I'm just going to come in the office during the afternoon uh, mm. that day. Right. So will you remember to change that? Um, I'm, I'm not sure people yeah. generally will remember that. So I'm hoping we can get a, this is a good start. I'm just hoping mm. we can get a better signal as to you know those changes how can we how can we input that information into the system in an mm. easy simplified manner um you know and maybe it's something where um you know copilot hey copilot set my afternoon to working remotely maybe. that would be amazing you know st stuff like that this is what i'm talking about make it yeah. easier and and part of what you do um, I think yeah. that will help. Natural language would definitely help. Mm -hmm. I think it would also help. We don't see this in the message or even the, the gift showing us the scenario, but surely you would also set that intention on the appointment. So we've got a research appointment down here, research planning. Surely in the meeting I would, I would signal, I plan to attend this in person or I plan to attend this remotely. So it's kind of tied to the event and not necessarily your plan for the day. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's um. There's this is a good start, as you say, Daniel, and um, we'll you know know a bit more about what that looks like when we when it lands. Um, and when is that landing? Well, let's get back to our message. Uh, it looks like begins rolling out mid-May nowish. Uh, that's for targeted release, and for standard release, it'll be released uh, starting mid uh, late May. So, yeah, um, we should see it very soon. And, you know, we might see this working home or whatever location um, and other various places too to, to be able to signal that. Uh, Daniel, uh, our last message um, is yeah, about search and chat and channels. Absolutely it is. 
So this one, um, and and who has issues with searching in Teams? If you're not raising your hand, you're not paying attention. Um, <laughs> you're not searching. <laughs> you're not searching. A new experience to search within chats and channels. MC double five four one five eight. This is a new experience for um, chats. A new when you're in a chat, but also a new search experience for within channels. So um, Daryl is showing on screen the first experience, which is within a chat. You're going to be able to um, in that kind of information pane area where we've this new thing we have with with teams is having that using more space off to the right. Um, going to have the ability to do control F in Windows or command F in Mac to bring that window up and start searching within the chat. Um, and further down in the message, it talks about not only is it this coming, but it's also going to highlight better the search results within the results, right? To see where what oh, yeah. you searched yeah. for, it's going to highlight that um, a lot better for you. So, um, so that's coming for chats. Now, um, it will come um, in channels as well. Uh, right now, it's just in the new channels experience. It's not in the uh, conversation view, right? Because remember, we can when we click on a conversation, we can go into a view all by itself. It won't work there yet, but very soon it will. So you can do Control F or in a channel, you will be able to in the information uh, area the um, you'll be able to. Uh, click a button that says find in channel uh, placed on the channel info pane. Okay, so that's cool. Um, it's kind of a weird placement because we have the search box at top. And this is this is a conversation we always get into. You know, you got a big search box up top. It's going to be really difficult for users not to just go up there and click it um, and start searching. Um, so anyway, this is gonna, we're going to have to <laughs> do a bit good job of, of helping with adoption here, I think. Um, the, uh, so we, t we talked about, you know, it, it also is going to improve, you know, how it shows up in, in the search. And then it also works in chat with pop-out chats. Okay. So going to be able to do this as well, do a control F or in windows and be able to do that. So, um, loving the experience. I, uh, that it, search is probably the biggest thing in teams that I, that I, I don't, I wouldn't say complain about, but I get frustrated with, um, as much. Um, now the new teams experience, there's been some improvements there and, um, you know, you mentioned tap, I'm in tap as well. And so I can't necessarily talk about all the things that maybe I have access to, but it's great. It solves a lot of my problems. Um, and I can't wait for everybody to get their hands on it. So, well, um, this one, Daniel, yeah. um, what I like about where the results appear, we've mm -hmm. been used to having them appear over the top of where the right. chats or your teams and channels list might be. Yeah. Now is its its own pain, so it's it's not like it's taking over where you might be trying to focus. Absolutely. I love it because you could see both, right? You can see the search results and the content, and so you can get that context. This is rolling out standard early June alt 
What so the? I don't know what June June Alt is. Um, June Alt chat e. What the? Something happened with this is a, this is definitely <laughs> a typo in the message, people. But uh, I believe it's early June, twenty twenty three, and expect to complete by mid June. And you then, know what happened there? As they're writing the message, they yeah. thought, "Is this really the right date? Let me start a chat, and I'll go and ask someone." <laughs> and they used a, a, a shortcut key that shortcut, also yes. put the alt something in there. GCC be rolling out late June, GCC high, early July, DOD late July. Love them calling out the different uh, tenant types. Thank you very much, team. Appreciate that. So I'm, I'm excited about this again because search is, is something we all use and it's very important in our life because there's so much content in teams. We need to be mm. able to find stuff uh, easily. Definitely. And that is our last message for the week. Thank you for hanging on in there. It's a good 37 minutes of value. So, you know, we delivered value. Surely you've liked the, the message or rather the, the episode uh, by now or maybe um, subscribed if you haven't already. And as you're listening to the podcast and you're coming to the end, you're going to be like, yes, I'm definitely going to give this some kind of rating. Though if you're driving, please don't do that till you get to the place where you're picking up your coffee or, or you know, you've stopped. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. And um, I'm a little disappointed we didn't have anybody participating in our giveaway this past week. So I'm going to extend it for this week. If you would like a little prize, and it's actually a decent prize, then you need to share the episode out, whether it's the audio, the video, the more you share on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> LinkedIn, all of the social places that matter. We are at. 365 MCS. You have to tag us so we know you shared it. Uh, we would love for you to do that. Thank you everyone for watching and listening. Until next time, have a great, great week. Bye for now.